0: From Nashville, Tennessee, this is Equestrian Legacy Radio's Campfire Cafe, and I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me in Santa Clarita, California is our co host, Bobby Jean Bell. Good morning, Bobby.
1: Good morning, Gary. I'm talking to you from sunny, hot California.
0: Is it hot in California today?
1: Well, it's been uh, quite hot the last several days, and actually this morning I've just kept the the blinds drawn so it's nice and cool in the house. I'm assuming it's hot out there. Our first guest will be able to confirm because she's from this area also. <laughs>
0: All right. We'll have to ask Katie about that, but uh, going to heat up here in Tennessee as well. We're going to hit close to 100, I think, by the time we get to the weekend. So summer is mm-hmm. on its way. Summer is on its yeah. way, but we We've got a really, really fun show today. It's a special presentation that we're doing. And um, tell us who our guests are and what the show's going to be about.
1: Well, we are going to start our our uh, activities today with a gal who lives here locally and is a friend and an author. We'll be learning more about her in a minute, named Katie Ryan. And then Katie and her husband Lee um, uh, went and heard Don Edwards perform for a first time a while ago and became so enamored that they uh, have started working on a documentary. And so Don Edwards will be joining us in about half an hour.
0: All right, so this is going to be a fun show, and it is a special presentation today. We'll be talking about coyote. The Don Edwards story and uh, I do want to mention that normally on the Saddle Up America program Robert Eversole, the Trailmeister is with us but he actually is at the Western States Horse Expo out in Sacramento so uh, everybody's in California except for Don and I and I'm in Nashville Don's in Texas but um, Robert will be with us next week so next month rather so be sure and tune in next month for the second Thursday for Robert Eversol on Saddle Up America. We'd like to remind folks that the Campfire Cafe is made possible by our great sponsors that you'll find in the General Store, where you'll find everything for the horse lover, and folks that just love the Western and equestrian lifestyle in the General Store, and by our Legacy Select Horse Campgrounds and Guest Ranches for the finest riding destinations in North America, Be sure and check out our Legacy Select Horse Campgrounds and Guest Ranches, and also by our fine sponsors in the Select Equestrian Properties. If you're looking for your new home on the range or a farm or ranch, be sure and check with the fine folks with our Equestrian Select Properties. You'll find all of these sponsors on our website at equestrianlegacy.net. Bobby, you know Don is such a popular person, so well-loved. That not only do they do movies about him But they also do songs about him So we're going to start off the show We're going to start off the show With one by the Red Hot Rhythm Rustlers And it's called Don Edwards for President When we come back We're going to be talking with Katie Ryan And you're listening to the Camp Fi Cafe On Equestrian Legacy Radio Heard around the world Online at equestrianlegacy.net <music>
2: I met him at a rodeo in Prescott He was leaning on a homemade crutch he found His leg was in a cast From a ride that didn't last Two seconds before his body hit the ground I said, it looks as if you ran into a bad one He looked at me as if I'd lost my mind He said, what was your first clue As he offered me a chew he said, suit yourself, When I told him I'd decline. He said, tell the truth, before I'm dead, I ought to quit. I'm 42, but I'm looking like I'm 66. But what keeps me climbing off are those good old cowboy songs. If you think I'm a little crazy, that's a compliment. So play some Murphy, play R.W., play some Pioneers. That kind of music's made for this old cowboy's ears. I'm a little broken, then, but those songs are heaven sent, and I'd vote for Don Edwards for president. That I'd better be a mosey And that I hoped someday our trails would cross again He said, see you later, pard Keep playing that guitar You never know when some old cowboy might be listening I watched him hobble over to his pickup truck Moving like molasses on that homemade crutch He climbed in on his own The man you should have heard him groan too proud to ask somebody if they'd help him up He said to tell the truth before I'm dead I ought to quit I'm 42 but I'm feeling like I'm 96 But what keeps me climbing on are those good old cowboy songs If you think I'm a little crazy that's a compliment So play some Murphy, play R.W., play some pioneers. That kind of music's made for this old cowboy's ear I'm a little broken bent, but those songs are heaven sent, and I'd vote for Don Edwards for president. So play some Murphy, play R W, play some pioneers. That kind of music's made for this old cowboy's ears. I'm a little broken bent, but those songs are heaven sent, and I'd vote for Don Edwards for president. Yeah, I'm a little broken bent, but those songs are heaven sent. And I'd vote for Don Edwards for President
0: Red Hot Rhythm Wrestlers kicking off the show today with Don Edwards for President. And Bobby, how about introducing our first guest for us?
1: Uh-huh. Our first guest, Katie Ryan, was raised in Minnesota. Her mother was an English and music teacher, and her dad was sheriff and had a deep affinity for horses. Today, Katie carries on the tradition of owning horses, and it is apropos that in the Chinese year of the horse, she shared her love for horses, their healing power, and a desire for transformation in relationships with family. Her first book, Horse Wisdom Alchemy, was published in 2014 a licensed marriage and family therapist with a private practice locally here in Valencia, Santa Clarita area, California. She is an EGALA certified equine specialist and mental health practitioner. And she currently has an equine-assisted psychotherapy and equine assist learning business called Horse Wisdom Alchemy. And with colleagues, she recently started a military equestrian program called Synergy, this program helps to heal wounds of war and family relationships by using horses as part of the treatment team. Katie and her husband Lee are currently producing a documentary called Coyote about the cowboy singer Don Edwards, who will be joining us shortly. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, Katie Ryan.
0: Good morning, Thank Katie. You. How are you?
3: I'm great. Thank you very much for that wonderful introduction.
1: <laughs> well, we're so happy to finally have you with us, Katie. I thought for a long time you should be a guest on the show, if for no other reason than, than about your book and the work that you do with Therapy and Horses, and then the fact that you're working on this documentary with Don. Well, my gosh, we absolutely had to have you on. So, greetings and Welcome. <laughs> Thank you.
3: Well,
0: it was so fun to get to visit with you a little bit the other day. And um, we're going to spend the first part of the program today talking a little bit about you and, and, and your book and uh, how you got involved with horses. Uh, and then we'll be talking more about Don and the uh, and the movie that you're doing. But uh, tell us a little bit, Katie, about your background with horses and, and how all of this came about, these different programs that you have in place.
3: Absolutely. Um, I actually was raised in Minnesota, and um, my father was the sheriff in uh, Waseca County. And so I was raised with horses because he raised quarter horses. And um, so I've always loved them. And when I moved to California, it was always on my mind that I needed to have my own horses. And, in fact, my father... Um, liked them so much that he rode the Continental Divide seven years in a row with oh, wow. the former governor. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's in my blood. I'm not Annie Oakley though, but I, I definitely <laughs> love horses.
4: Oh <laughs> uh, goodness gracious! Uh, what
1: what what? Um, uh, there were there have been several horses in your life that you write about with great love in your. Uh, Heart memoir, your book, Horse Wisdom Alchemy. Um, can you tell us a little bit about like, tell us a little bit about Gunther. Yeah, um, his, his name is Gunther
3: because I'm it's sorry. the yeah, German, German. name. Yes, German. it's the German name and that was my father's horse that he rode on the Continental Divide and actually what happened is um, when they got to New Mexico, they were in um, a paddock for the night. And unfortunately they believed that a bear uh, scared the horses and uh, Gunter actually was killed. And that kind of ended my dad's um, going on the continental divide in a sad way, really. But you know, his legend lives on and he's buried there in New Mexico. But that was, that was the first horse that, um, you know, really had an impact probably besides my little quarter horse that I've had here in California.
0: For folks that may not be familiar with the Continental Divide ride, uh, what's the distance on that?
3: You know, in miles, I, I'm not sure, but, but my understanding is that it goes from Mexico Through New Mexico, through Colorado, and um, all the way into Montana and Wyoming, and so they had to go back seven years in a row, and you know start from a different spot because you obviously can't do it in one summer.
0: Right. Right.
3: Right. Right.
1: Right. Right.
4: Right. Well, then you had.
1: Some some other horses that you write about is Skipster and Peanut Butter and Quigley. Can you tell us a little something about one of those horses?
3: Absolutely. Um, Skipster is the quarter horse that's on the front of my book, um, Horse Wisdom Alchemy, and he's he was my first uh, horse I got as an adult. And boy, this is becoming a
4: sad story. <laughs> anyway. He,
3: um, he, he actually had colic and died a year after I got him. And so um, we also got a horse named Peanut Butter, who is a giant Belgian mare. And when people see her, they uh, mostly men, like in parades, go, now that's a horse, because she's huge. Um, okay. And then Quigley is a Morgan, and then we have a Minnie, too, and her his name is Minnie Cooper, which of course
4: <laughs> is,
3: is appropriate. When I, when I tell people I have a mini cooper, they go, "Oh, oh, that's a great car." I, no, it's a horse. <laughs>
1: now, now, how did you get from Minnesota to California, Katie?
3: Um, in a Rambler.
1: <laughs> Rambler
4: okay, that
1: was the answer um, to that question. <laughs> what What encouraged yeah, you to come to California? <laughs>
3: Actually, what happened is I started out in the Northwest, in Seattle and uh, Oregon, and then I kind of ended up in California slowly, and I came out here for the same reason everybody else does, um, which is the entertainment business. Um, But to make a long story short, I decided that I didn't want to be an old lady in Hollywood, so I went back to school and became a psychotherapist. And there's there's plenty of work down here for that. But but anyway I go back to Minnesota quite a bit too. And how did you well, meet your husband how did you meet your husband Lee? Actually, we met um at the Burbage Theater in West Los Angeles and uh he was playing an evil psychiatrist. And I was playing a white trash housewife in a play. I mean, it was just perfect. Um, and we've been together ever since.
4: But,
3: oh. reti- but he, he's retired from the business, except for now we're making films. So that's, that's the great part of it. And right. that's how we met. Um, he was not a horse person because he's from Chicago. Mm-hmm. and uh, was in Second City in Chicago Gary, Katie what was uh, the what,
0: yeah I wanted to ask what was the inspiration for the book we talked a little bit the other day we both share uh, a deep uh, family uh, history with horses but what was the inspiration for the book
3: well actually um, what got me writing it um, my sister had sent me a series of that my mother had written up on a typewriter of all the horses that were ever in our family's life. And this goes back to a 100 years. Uh-huh. And I was inspired by that. And then when I got my own horses and I started using them in my psychotherapy practice and with military, I decided that it would be great to kind of write a memoir from the point of view of the horses and what they've meant to me and how I now incorporate them into my own life.
4: Um,
3: So that was the inspiration. And what got me writing was the fact that I had broken my ankle in three places after a a really bad fire up here. And so I had to have my leg elevated. So what else am I going to do but sit
1: there on (laughs) a laptop and write?
4: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And,
1: And so it worked out.
4: Oh uh, that's
1: what it that is. What is, horse, what is what is horse wisdom alchemy? What is what is how how did you choose the word alchemy to be part of the name of of your book and your business? Okay. Well,
3: alchemy actually um, is when you you change something or transform something. I believe the ancient thing was like, you know, changing a metal into something and um, so it's really a transformation and what i've noticed using horses in my practice is that you can't even really explain it until you see it or experience it That horses have the ability to mirror what's going on with people and so it gives them a chance to be in the moment there's the horse has no agenda so they can't the person in the arena can't really lie um, and I've seen people transformed from it um, especially military and so that's where the name came from it's, you know I just thought it was an alchemy it was a
1: transformation yes yeah, so the transforming of something common into something precious is, a, is a, a way that you also describe it in your book and I thought as you shared some of the stories of um, folks that have Worked with you through the process. That's absolutely what happened. They they walk away with precious, preciously changed.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely.
0: How how, Katie? How have horses changed your life?
3: Well, um, besides having a lot of arthritis now,
4: <laughs> <and> injuries. <having laughs> <laughs> You know,
3: all I can say is that when I am at the barn and even when I'm just pitching manure, it is just a wonderful feeling to be among these creatures. Um, It's my therapy. You know, I do therapy, but this is my therapy. It helps me to calm down and get away from the hustle and bustle of life and it gives me a connection to my own family and my father, who's 97 years old. And and you know I'm going back for Father's Day weekend, and we still talk about horses because that was mm-hmm. very important to him too. So
4: there's you're that right. connection me too.
0: Well, horses are therapeutic when you're when you're busy uh, when you have busy lives like most of us have today. I know that for my for me to be able to take a break. And if it's just to go out and groom the horse or just to walk in the pasture with them. And, and they're like, my horses are like big dogs. I mean, they just want to be right there with you and connected. And, uh, if it's been a stressful day, you can actually feel all of that stress just to start to go away. And and by the time that yeah. you've finished, you know, it, it's like, okay, I can do another day. This is, this is okay. Um, and that's the kind of effect that horses I think have on people. Talk to us a little bit about how you how you started the uh, uh, equine therapy program for the military.
3: Okay, sure. Um, what happened is i um, I am a provider for um, Military OneSource, and um, I got a client who uh, had been deployed several places. And luckily he gave me permission to tell his story because he's also in the book too. And we brought him out to the ranch and we decided to do grief and loss because he had lost several people in Iraq and Afghanistan. And we used five horses in the five stages of grief. And what happened in that arena was... Pretty profound. Um, just to kind of give you a short synopsis, um, two of the horses, which were depression and denial, he had labeled, went over to the fence, opened the gate with their mouths, and walked out. And wow. what was left was, yeah. 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 And what was left in the arena was a horse that was labeled the wounded warrior, which was himself, and then. Acceptance And then a horse that was labeled his friend Who had passed And you call in Igala You call that a peak moment When you say okay There's nothing else to say (laughs) Here's Mm -hmm. what has happened And when we saw that We went we have to do this Because this is very effective Military guys don't want to sit in an office And talk about their feelings They would much prefer to Be in an arena and do something um, and so we just saw how effective it was, and we decided to go ahead and do it. Now I'm working at two ranches, and um, we've gotten a grant, so it's free to the military. Um, oh, that's great. We got it. Yeah. So that that's how it came about. We just saw how effective it was. And, uh, you know, they, they need it, and they deserve it,
1: these military folks. They really do. And the clients there. that come so and the clients that come and participate, you don't really ride at all. It's all groundwork. To me, that was really, really interesting. It's all it's all groundwork.
4: Absolutely. So and if and someone, know, some for instance, programs.
1: like me that has no you know no knowledge of really what it is to be on the back of a horse or ride a horse, and is somewhat intimidated by that prospect that at my age, the idea of falling off a horse is really darn scary. But um, this is something that anyone can take advantage of because you get to really experience the magic of the horse just face-to-face and on the ground.
3: Yeah, and they don't have to have any horse experience at all um, because what they do is they just recreate in the arena their world. Um, you know, so it's kind of like a child playing in a sandbox, really. And um, then they bring the horse into it and there are some programs where they do ride, and those are great programs, too. But EGALA is all done on the ground, and that way anybody can do it.
0: Tell us, uh, for our audience that may not be familiar with EGALA, exactly what that is.
3: Sure. It's Equine Assisted Growth and Learning Association, and um, it is worldwide. Um, I think they have over four to 5,000 members now. And you become Mm -hmm. certified in order to do this work. Um, And you have an equine specialist and you have a mental health specialist. And then they work together as a partner. And, you know, the equine person is able to watch the horse behavior and um, mental health person watches the people behavior. And then as a team, they work together. Um, But it's not like regular therapy because it's not talk therapy, um, because there's no agenda, it's the person's experience. So um, it's different for as a therapist, you have to shut up
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Let the horse do the work because they are part of they're one of the practitioners too
0: right right and uh and bobby templeton thompson that's a friend of ours you've you, yes. she's been on the show with us templeton is actually a spokesperson for egala so she's heavily involved in that so a lot of a lot of folks mm-hmm. are embracing this and 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 helping to uh make more people aware of this now katie if if some how does someone get involved in your program do they contact you or how do they get involved with this equine therapy program um yes actually
3: um they can go – I have a, you know, website, which is horsewisdomalchemy.com, um, and then there's also strideswellness.org, um, and they can, they can give me a call. Um, I can give out a phone number, and for military, it's free. And it's, if I can give the phone number or we can put it on the website – and uh they can just give me a call and and we can figure it out and put them in the arena and, okay. and and the other thing is i take insurance too so you know if they need to go that route we can do that
0: okay all right well you are a super super busy lady with your practice and with your therapy programs and um and now this movie, this documentary on Don Edwards, and um, uh, we're gonna come back in just a moment and talk about that. Don has just joined us, he's on the line. And uh, the name of the of the documentary is Coyotes, the Don Edwards story. And when we come back, we're gonna talk more with Katie about that and we'll be joined by Don. And, uh, and it's gonna be a lot of fun learning more about how this came about and the folks that are involved in this. You're listening to Equestrian Legacy Radio's Camp Thigh Cafe, heard around the world, online at equestrianlegacy.net
5: Cowboy I knew in South Texas His face was burnt deep by the sun in part history, part sage, and part Mexican He was there when Pancho Villa was young And he'd tell you a tale of the old days When the country was wild all around sit out under the stars
0: He'd listen
5: while the coyotes they howl.
4: They go. Woo ya poo ya poo. Woo ya poo ya ya poo. Woo ya poo ya poo. Woo ya
5: poo ya poo
4: Now the longhorns have
5: gone, and the drovers have gone.
4: The Comanche
5: is gone. The outlaws have gone, and Geronimo's gone, and Sam Bass is gone, and the red wolf is gone, and the buffalo's gone. Said, this ain't no place for an hombre like I am. In this new world of asphalt and steel. Then he'd look off some place in the distance. That's something only he could see. And he he'd say, all that's left now of the old days are them damned old
4: coyotes and me. And let go.
5: Woo now the Longhorns have gone And the Drovers have gone And the Comanches gone And the Outlaws have gone And, have gone, and Geronimo's gone and Rottie is gone And the red wolf is gone And the buffalo's gone his adobe he disappeared without even a word and that night as the moon crossed the mountain one more coyote was heard and he'd
4: go Woo yip-hoo yip-hoo ooh yip-hoo yeah, yip-hoo ooh yip-hoo yeah, yip-hoo yeah, yeah,
0: That was Don Edwards' great song, Coyotes. And Bobby Jean Bell, why don't you introduce Don to us?
1: I'm delighted, to. Grammy-nominated songster Don Edwards continues to build a legacy that enriches our vision of the American West. In tales of the day-to-day lives and emotions of those who lived it, his ballads paint a sweeping landscape of both mind and heart, bringing to life the sights, sounds and feelings of this american contribution to culture and art the quality of this cowboy balladeer's music stems from the fact that he is so much more than a singer an historian author and musicologist unusually well versed in cowboy lore and musical traditions don brings a rare compliment of knowing and loving his craft mostly though there is the soul of a poet a man who has never succumbed to the temptations of presenting a glamorized or romanticized version of the West. One of my personal heroes, Gene Autry, had this to say about Don, Don, I will always treasure the wonderful gift of music you gave me on my 90th birthday and I'm proud and honored to be riding the same trail as you. And as a former employee of the Western, the Autry Museum of Western History, I would also like to say that Don was there many times and his performances personally changed my life. That's me, um, Bobby, your co-host. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, the National Cowboy and Western Museum six-time award winner of their prestigious Wrangler Award for Outstanding Traditional Western Music, Don Edward.
6: Hey, Don, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Nice to be with you. Thank you, Bobby. That's great. Really, uh don't deserve that.
0: Oh, <laughs> you deserve, deserve that and more, my friend.
6: Yeah, you <laughs> deserve <laughs> that and more.
0: That and more. Well, I appreciate molar.
6: that very much, thank you.
0: Well, we we've got there are four of us on the line and uh, well, uh of course we're gonna be talking about uh Coyote the Don Edwards story and um uh, Katie, let's bring you into this conversation. How did all of this come about?
3: Okay. Um, Actually, I started going to the Santa Clarita Cowboy Festival years ago um, as a Christmas gift by the ranch owners, and I saw Don several times at the William S. Hart Museum, which is, of course, a very fitting place for him to play. And my husband and I were just kind of blown away by him. Um, and, and I think that's the experience most people have when they hear him. So we just decided you know, somebody needs to honor this guy. Um, he's, he is a legend, he takes you to a place that you get away from the treadmill of life and he puts you in touch with the American spirit. And so we just decided let's do a documentary on him.
4: <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> and that was about two and a half years ago and we've been working on it ever since. And I uh, thank you, Don, for participating.
6: Well, Katie, you and Lee uh, really Really appreciate all your efforts, you know, doing that. And I probably have left up to my own resources. I probably would never have done that. I'd been one of them kind of people, you know, that say, Well, I'm off, gone off in the sunset someplace, you know, when it comes my time. And they say, Who was that mass man, you know? <laughs> 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 yeah. But uh, I really nice. am. I mean, I tell that's a very humbling experience. And uh, you both have worked so hard, and I really, I really appreciate it. And, I guess I got all Katie, how did you approach
1: Don with this idea? How, did you call him or email him or get him after a performance? How did that come about?
6: What's
4: that? Well,
3: actually, yeah, he was he was playing in a tent um at <laughs> Melody Ranch, and um after his performance, we just walked up to him and said, "Hey, what do you think if we follow you around for the next couple of years
4: and do a documentary?" <laughs> <laughs>
3: And yeah, he, he sure. looked why at not? us and, yeah. and he said, why didn't I think of that? Um, and, and so then we put together a teaser and to send to his agent and himself because, you know, he's kind of looking at us like, who are you?
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's
0: how it started. Oh, gosh. Well, Don, what was your reaction when you saw these two strange people walk up to you in a tent and ask you something like that?
6: Gosh, it was kind of took me back, really, to, to be honest with you, because like I was just saying, you know, it, uh, I had never never crossed my mind, you know. A lot of people have, you know, said things like that. Are you going to write a book or something, you know? And so I said, well, you know, I'm not done playing yet, but you know, so <laughs> <laughs> I hope anyway, you know. Oh gosh. To that, but, uh,
1: so, Katie, well, you've here. been following Don, and Don crisscrosses the country and plays so many different types of venues. Have you? How do you, you know, how do you kind of figure out where where you need to where you need to be, and and how many, you know, times are you able to capture? Do you capture him in performance and do interviews? Tell us a little bit about sure. that.
2: Sure. Well, well, of course,
1: I,
6: when I started off, I started off just, you know, going out and just playing wherever anybody'd have you and uh, sort of built a career out of that. But uh, uh, when we signed on with Warner Brothers back in 1992, uh, Michael Martin Murphy, and uh, when we started that, that kind of uh, was this, you know, bringing about a new awareness to Western music and cowboy music, you know. And uh, it it was just an amazing, amazing thing, you know, that they they did that. I wish they'd have taken it in a little bit different direction, but, uh, they just sort of threw us in the pot, you know, and hoped people would find the <laughs> records. We, uh, we, well, Don, uh, we you know, on we, the album, deal.
1: uh, Bard and the Balladeer that you did with Waddy. And I saw you two perform live. One of my favorite pieces off of that. You talk about an experience at the rainbow room.
6: Oh, that, yeah, that was, uh, that was another deal we did with Michael and, uh, Waddy and I, and, uh, Michael's little band and everything, and uh, Joey Michelon and several people there. We went into uh, that. Actually, that was the uh, what do you call that? Rainbow and Stars. The actual ballroom was uh, was was just a uh, you know a big dance floor, you know, but we played in this very intimate setting, and uh, it was it was wonderful. And uh, being in New York, uh, they they're. Their way that you will succeed is if you get a good review. They live on reviews. All right. And if you don't get a good review, you might as well forget it. But we were were very humbling experience that we we got tremendous reviews on the thing, and it was sold out for 30 days.
4: We oh, my gracious. An entire month. Wow. And that was
6: as long as I'd ever want to spend in New York City.
4: <laughs> 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 yeah,
6: like Waddy said, New York City.
4: <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, and,
6: but we did. We had a, we had a lot of fun there and everything, and we were just uh, uh, just taken back with the, how how people there uh, responded to it, you know, and it's quite amazing. And but uh, it was really a neat deal. And every night, would I tell you a little story? We, we used to go in there, and most everybody, you know, ignores the 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 help, you know, so to speak, the the people that work there. But uh Waddy and I'd go in and uh we'd get our stuff all set up and everything like that and we'd just walk back in the kitchen, you know, and say, Well, you know, you got any coffee on, you know, we'd go back there and sit and talk with the with the chefs and the people and waiters and everything and we'd we'd just sit around talking for a a while, you know, and these there's you know, nobody ever talks to us. <laughs>
4: You know?
6: <laughs> and so he says, "Well, we love you anyway, you know." And so he says, "Oh yeah, I love the cowboys, you know. The cowboys are coming. I love it, you know." And and uh, there was a uh, a matre d, of course, and he was all in a nice suit and everything like that. And and we walked up to the to the to the door and we're going in to set up our stuff. And uh, I should have known by his name that he was kind of the, would be the maitre D you know because his name was uh, Bismarck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he was it turned in this transformation the first night he was uh, oh you can't wear those dungarees in here you know meaning jeans. <laughs> right. So so well this is what we wear this is what this is what we do you know. So finally convinced him you know after all this talking and everything. So lo and behold the next night here he was with cowboy boots and jeans on. Had him a hat. Went and bought him a hat and everything. <laughs> so he got right into the program, and uh, we we just had the best time there. And so anyway, when we were leaving, when we leave after the engagement, all the help came out of the back room and they had a giant cake, and they brought it in and they sang Happy Trails. Oh wow! I mean, that was the most beautiful thing I'd ever heard in my life. I mean, really, I thought I'd you know done a lot of things, but that was so amazing. Uh, you know how they how they were and everything. You know, you just us if you you know treat people right, they'll treat you right. You know, and it was just uh, just an amazing thing. You know, and
1: well, I quite, think you quite and quite Wadi an are tremendous ambassadors for that West and the hospitality of the West and everything the West stands for. And you obviously you know brought that to New York City.
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: well, we want to we want to do one of uh, of uh, Don's songs right now. This is another. There's so many songs that you are so well known for. Uh, little Joe the Wrangler is one of those. And uh, when we come back, we want to talk a little bit about maybe for our audience that doesn't know some of the backstory on Don Edwards and where you grew up. Uh, Let's kind of talk a little bit about that, and then, uh, Katie, maybe about some of the folks that have participated in this, and uh, and I actually got to spend the weekend with two of those. I spent the weekend with Michael Martin Murphy and Kristen Harris this past weekend, so we'll talk about that when we return on the Campfire Cafe on Equestrian Legacy Radio. We'll be right back.
5: With a the remuda they are all. Roar. Twas a year ago last April when he rode into our camp, a little Texas stray and all alone. It was late in the evening when he rode up to the herd on a little old brown pony he called Sean, and with brogan shoes and overalls, a tougher looking kid. You'd never in your life had ever saw His saddle was a southern cack built many years ago An old case spur on one foot idly hung With his hot roll in a cotton sack and loosely tied behind A canteen from his saddle horn was slung He said if we would give him work he'd do the best he could Though he didn't know straight up about a cow, so the boss cut him out a mountain and kindly put him on. He sort of like the little kid somehow. Well, he learned to jingle horses and to know them one and all to get them in by daybreak if he could, and to follow the chuck wagon and to always hitch the team. And to help the Polsonero Russell Wood We're driven to Red River The weather being fine Camped out on the south side in a bend When another commenced a blowin' We doubled up our guard It took all hands to hold the cattle in Now little Joe the Wrangler He was called out with the rest Though the kid had scarcely reached the herd, when the cattle all stampeded like a hailstorm, long they fled, while we were all a riding for the lead. Midst the streaks of lightning, there was one horse up ahead, it was little Joe the Wrangler in the lead. He was riding old blue rocket with a slicker o'er his head And trying to check the leaders and their speed We'd finally got a millin' and kinda quieted down The extra guard back to the wagon road But there was one a-missin' and we knew it at a glance Was our little Texas straight for Wrangler Joe Next morning, just at daybreak, we found where Rocket fell Down in a washout twenty feet below And beneath his horse smashed to a pulp, his spur It rung the knell was our little Texas Strapel Wrangler Joe Now little Joe the Wrangler will wrangle nevermore His days with the Ramuda they all rode was a year ago last April when he rode up to the herd Just a little Texas stray and all alone.
0: That's quite a cowboy song from a fellow that grew up in New Jersey.
6: Isn't that amazing? That's a that's a great that's a great song. That is a the guy that uh, that wrote that his name was Jack Thorpe. He was the the first collector of cowboy songs, and uh, or to publish a book of cowboy songs, he's the first guy to do it, and uh, he was a New Mexico cowboy. And, uh, oh wow! He wrote that was his. He wrote that song on a trail drive from Chimney Lake, New Mexico, to Higgins, Texas, about a four hundred mile trip, and this was in eighteen ninety eight.
0: Oh and my so goodness!
6: This is very you know would be you know pretty close to the turn of the century where mm-hmm. overland cattle drives were pretty much done for done with you know by that time mm-hmm. but uh but he never never got a bit of thanks for, <laughs> for writing that song but it is a, a a one of the major cowboy classics that uh, probably only a handful of us Alzheimer's even know it. <laughs> you know. Oh wow. But, wow. But they're so you know, they're they're just story songs, you know, they're wonderful. I love this old ballad, you know, the old British broadsides and things like that. I liked all that kind of stuff.
0: Well you are a great, great storyteller. But uh so so tell us about you you grew up in New Jersey. I know that we've talked about this before on the show. You had a horse experience. Tell us a little bit about
6: that. The, uh yeah, I I we I grew up there, you know, where I was, I was actually born there, and, uh, I was born in Morristown, New Jersey, which is, and, uh, you know, when I, we lived in a little town outside of that, but, uh, they, my family decided, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna move, and they, my dad had a job waiting for him, and he was a radio, uh, technician, uh, uh, for uh, aircraft radio, and during World War II,
0: uh-huh.
6: so he they wanted him to be you know in the states he didn't get shipped out overseas or anything because uh, that's they were needing you know a lot they were had a kind of a shortage of aircraft uh, radio technicians you know and he was that's one of the things he did and so I went kicking and screaming up to New England you know by Massachusetts and. <laughs> By the time I was 16 years old, I was gone.
4: <laughs> I know my mother
6: wasn't really appreciative of that, but my dad understood, you know. And, but I guess I wasn't the greatest son in the world, but I decided I needed to go out and see what was going on in the world. And took my guitar and away I went. So.
0: And where did you head?
6: I went come to Texas. <laughs> so that's that's where I was going to be, you know. I said, I'm, "This is where I'm going. This is where I'm going to live," and I've lived here ever since.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that were was there like, some?
6: Now go ahead. That was like 1957, eight somewhere in there.
0: Okay, all right. Well, were there were there influences, um, TV, or or what was it that influenced you to head to Texas?
6: Well, you know, everybody, just like anybody, you know, that uh, they say that, you know, Texas, the first thing they think of is cowboy, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the first thing you think of. I mean, anywhere in the world, you say you're from Texas, oh, cowboy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. automatic. But it's uh, uh, one of those things where it was uh, kind of like, uh, well, that's where i wanted to be and i that's where i went and auditioned for six flags over texas in 1960 they were they had just opened now up you, the you enjoyed
1: park. the books of will james right the what the books of will james
6: absolutely that was a huge influence to me i mean uh my friend walt Larue was a great artist and uh passed away here a few years ago and he's a great good friend and a great artist and uh he said, "You know, he said he he loved Will James, because he can tell it in his drawings." And uh, he said, "He said, you know, you read a Good Will James story, you want makes you want to leave home." And so that's kind of what I did. I said, "Okay, that's <laughs> what I'm going to do." <laughs> but I thought that was pretty funny. We talking about that kind of stuff, and Will uh, Will James was actually almost unheard of in Texas. And where he was really big was back back east and on the west coast. He was he was he was huge. It was like, you know Harry Potter would be today. Yeah and uh, mm-hmm. right during the late twenties and into the early thirties, uh, his 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 books were just I mean like the thing. I got a book every Christmas my parents would buy me the a Will James book every, you know, I, amongst the other things you'd have for, you know, all your toys and things like that. They'd buy you, but I always had a Will James book, and I just, I just love it. I have still got them, most of them. Oh, that's great. That is yeah, great. He was a
1: huge influence on on lots of folks as well, and I and I know, I know that. Um, you def- you definitely in- are inspired by him as long as well as you have some musical influences as well, Marty Robbins and Gene and can you tell us a little bit about some of Oh yeah, that's when they that had have real music
6: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, Marty was a big influence to me and because uh, he sang everything, he sang it, whatever he felt like singing, I, I like that attitude, you know, and, uh, but he was really into the cowboy songs, the ballads and things like that and all that and you know, then he came out with the, you know, the El Paso and all those things, you know, that just uh, was amazing. In fact, he had the first major hit of a Western song or a cowboy song. They were called gunfighter ballads, and it wasn't, you know, country music. He said, this mm-hmm. is Western music, you know, gunfighter songs. And uh, he wrote El Paso and it became a huge hit. And there was uh that was the last actual hit record of a of a cowboy song. And there there were no more after that. I mean he had the last one. And even to this day it has not anybody come along and made a hit out of a a, a cowboy or a western song.
4: Wow. You know, wow. Like that.
0: That's Those really
6: interesting.
1: Wow.
0: Well, I lived in El Paso for a few years. I did leave Tennessee for a short period of time, and that's how I headed to El Paso. And they love Marty Robbins out there. They've named a park uh, after him there in El Paso. And uh, so so quite an impression. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to do another song. It's called uh, West of Yesterday. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking more with Don Edwards and Katie Ryan. And uh, uh, Katie, I want to find out what it is been like to follow Don Edwards around for almost three years. That's something I'd like to do, but here we go. West of Yesterday.
1: (laughs) Yeah, why didn't I have this idea?
0: Yeah, why didn't you think of that, Bobby? All right, here we go. West (laughs) of Yesterday on the Campfire Cafe. We'll be right back.
5: Twilight Melancholy Shadows stray Down the trail Of memory From West of yesterday The night's A time for thinking Back To days of long ago and my favorite cowboy hero, and that famous horse he rode. They rode the open range out across the silver screen over sawdust trails and purple sage, and in a young Never out there west of yesterday Tom mixed with By. Do you think he chose this place to die? Did he plan his destiny? The answer's in the desert wind, where his spirit still rides free. Now he rides on heaven's Beyond the mountains, purple haze Over stardust trails and golden clouds In a land of endless days Cause it's the land where dreams come true And memories come alive Out there west of yesterday, Tom Mix will always ride. Out there west of yesterday, Tom Mix and Tony and all my cowboy heroes will always ride.
0: West of Yesterday by Don Edwards. I cannot think of anyone I would rather spend some time around a campfire visiting and listening to than Don Edwards. And, uh, Katie, you've got to visit with Don quite a bit. What kind of experience has that been for you, putting this documentary together?
3: It's amazing. Um, We started out in Elko and which I had never been to Elko, Nevada. So that was quite an experience. And um, we were able to interview Don. And as you can hear, he has so many great stories and he knows so much history about all of this. And he puts it into his performances. And when we were in Elko, we actually interviewed Tom Russell and Waddy Mitchell, um, Michael Martin Murphy, Andy Hedges. Um, there were several people that we were able to interview while we were there. And then when I went to Texas, I mean, that was amazing. And you guys, Don, I'm sure are still getting as much rain now as you did when I was there at the Red Steagle event where people were actually standing on their chairs in the tent because the water was so high. <laughs> yeah. Um,
6: <laughs> yeah, we remember that well. At <laughs> yeah. our times of weather, um, we just been doing that gathering for with Red for uh, 26 years. So, you yeah, know.
3: I was able to, to interview Red and Don at the same time, which was amazing because they have a lot of history together. And then actually go to the ranch in Heico, Texas, and see Don's Longhorns, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, and so when he sings coyotes and he songs, he sings about the Longhorns being gone. Um, they're
6: not gone
3: because they're at his ranch.
6: Well, we're trying to save and, some of them. The, they're absolutely. Big. Yeah, um, they're a- If it wasn't for the Longhorn Cow, there wouldn't be Texas.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it wouldn't
6: have existed. I mean, it's it's very true because after the war uh, for Southern Independence, they were – the thing about the thing was that uh, there was a big market back east, but they had to find a way to get to it. So after the war was over, a lot of people came – Young people, mostly in their you know teens and 20s, they wanted to be a cowboy, and started these trail drives, which was amazing thing. You know, the overland cattle drives were amazing in that time period, very short period of only 20 years, probably. But uh, the longhorn cow was the one that saved Texas from extinction. Texas wasn't, you know, there was no battles fought, per se, uh, but... The thing was that the, the economy was devastated. Right. And when they went off to war, all that was left was children and, and uh, elderly people, and they, uh, they, they the, cow, the cattle just ran wild. I mean, the, they come back and they had these roundups these of tens of thousands of head of cattle down to South Texas, and decided to move them up the trail to the railhead in uh, Abilene, Kansas, and that started that saved Texas from extinction.
0: Well, well, I want to I want to ask uh, uh, Don. You and Waddy and Murph have done so many things together for so long. Uh, how did the three of you guys get together? Uh, Elko. Elko. Mm,
6: yeah, that's how it all started. It was in Elko, yeah. Nevada, and Waddy wow. uh, you know, Waddy was still punching cows. You know, I mean, he was still a cowboy and a rancher. You know, and got into this thing when murphy came along and he resurrected it i mean uh, it was it was the the succession of it the whole the the, the idea of that was just a Hal's, hal cannon's idea and hal cannon was a uh, uh, folklorist from uh salt lake city and he had heard some of the cowboys reciting poetry mm-hmm. some of these cow camps around nevada and uh he said, Boy, I said, I wonder if we could put a gathering together and you know and so Waddy was said, Well, yeah, I guess we could. He said, Well when would you wanna do it? You know, could you do it? You know, and uh let's see, well he said, We're shipping in the fall, we're branding calves in the spring. Uh, how about January? He says, You gotta be crazy. You can't play an elk on the <laughs> vet in January, got to more for your ears You know. He says, Oh no, that that that'd be it. So they uh they decide to have them a little gathering in the park and uh, the rest is history.
0: Yeah, I think then, Whitey told me when they started that that they maybe had a, they might expect a, maybe a hundred or so folks there, and they ended up having to bring in more chairs for. What do you say? A couple of thousand people showed up yeah, for that first Yeah, it was
6: thing? amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was just absolutely amazing. I mean, it was just you couldn't have bought this kind of advertising, you know?
4: Yeah. But that's yeah. what
6: that's what kicked it all off again. I mean, it had been around forever, you know. I mean, it just it just that people didn't get a chance to hear it, and there was no. Actual genre of cowboy poetry, so to speak, and uh, it was just just an amazing chain of events. And uh, Elko been going on for thirty three years now, and I've been to all but two of them. Oh wow!
1: And it well, and, you... and it has spawned every other festival of its kind. I mean, the Santa Clarita Cowboy Festival and the Monterey, you know, all all yeah, uh-huh. these festivals owe their uh, thanks to all of all of you that got. It started with Elko.
6: Exactly. Yeah. And the next yeah, major what? thing to happen it was Murphy. I mean, you just got to give credit where credit's due, you know. And the thing was is that that he brought it to another level. He went out yeah. there and started the West Fest, you know, in, in Colorado. Right. And uh, at Copper Mountain, and he had Waddy and myself, and then uh, he'd have uh, whoever the the latest country music star was, you know, and uh, to you know to draw. Big crowd like they did. They they could do a weekend, three day weekend, fifty thousand
0: people. Oh, amazing! It was
6: absolutely amazing, you know. And so amazing. the music got to, and the poetry got you know got heard by a lot more people. And uh, thanks to him, it uh, you know it carried it to another level. And then after that, of course, was Red Stiegel. He started another another level after that. And so yeah. that's why it's still going to this day because Red's still uh, you know doing his. Uh, uh, Cowboy gathering
4: forward
3: stockyards.
6: Yeah. I mean, you can't let well, this die. <laughs> oh, I
3: know. Well,
0: I to... well, we did our first rendezvous this year and we had Michael Martin Murphy and Belinda Gale and Kristen Harris and and uh, oh, Eli great. Barsi and Dale Shields uh all back here uh uh just outside of Nashville and uh na- next year we're gonna move it a little bit closer into Nashville. People that were there Uh, We're not familiar with some folks, and they absolutely love the music. And we brought a young Indian in, a 17-year-old young guy, and people just love the stuff. So they're used to the country music, but they hadn't heard that much Western music. And so we're working on that. There is a song that... um, and Katie, I'm not forgetting you're there. I want to find out how you how you selected some of the folks to talk to. But we're talking about Elko, and we were talking about Waddy, and this is a song that uh, uh, you and Waddy have done called Annie Laurie, Bad Half Hour. Yeah. Huh? And uh, mm-hmm. this is absolutely great. You've, you've how many times have you done this one at Elko?
6: <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Almost everyone, people get mad if you don't sing it. If you don't do it, play it, you know. Oh <laughs>
0: uh, gosh. Well, I actually saw this on a on a, a video on YouTube that they had done and it was like I just had to sit there and listen to it three or four times. So it's uh oh, yeah. let's share this let's share this with our audience. This is Annie Laurie, Bad Half Hour. This is Don Edwards and Watty Mitchell, and this is the Campfire Cafe. Mm.
5: Well, and brace are bunny where he falls the dew, and twas there that Annie Lodie gave me her promise true, gave me. But for Bonnie,
7: Annie, loving, I'd lay me do and deep I wonder why I feel so restless. That old moon is shining still and bright. Cattle all are resting easy, but can't sleep tonight. Ain't no cactus in my blankets. I don't know why they feel so hard unless it's warbling Jim singing Annie Laurie out on guard. Annie Laurie. I sure wish she'd quit it. I couldn't sleep now if I tried. Makes the night seem big and lonesome and my throat feels sore inside. How my Annie used to sing it. It sounded good and gay all those nights I'd drive her home from dances when the east was turning gray. Yes, her brow was
5: like the snowdrift,
4: her eyes
5: like quiet streams, and her face I still can see it. Much too frequent in my dreams And her hand was soft and trembling That night underneath the tree
7: I was restless. Wild. Unsettled. That's right, you see. Well, I lean to punching cattle. I'm at it still tonight. They say she married young Doc Wilkins. Lord, but that was hard. Sure wish that fool would quit that singing of Annie Lori out there on guard. Oh I just
5: can't stand thinking
4: of the things that happened then
5: Good old days. They're all up past me. Never seem
7: to come again. What's that? My turn already. All right, I'll come to running party. Could you warm me up some coffee? At least I'll stop old Jim. singing Annie Laurie all night out there on guard Maxwell and
5: are funny where he falls the dew and was there that Annie Laurie gave me
0: It's Annie Laurie, Bad Half Hour, and I can understand why there would be a revolt at Elko if you guys didn't do this.
6: this is... <laughs> yeah, I tell you, it just kind of grew a life of its own.
0: I think so. I think so. Well, Katie, you, uh, how did you select the folks to interview for the uh, Don Edwards story?
3: Well, actually, I got some great advice from Kathy Edwards. Because I wanted to find out who knows Don the best, so she gave me um, some ideas. Of course, with uh, Mark Michael Martin Murphy and Baxter Black, Tom Russell, and so on. And then I actually started investigating. You know, what would move this along in terms of this story and what he does and um, and, and then also, how are we going to keep this alive? So I also interviewed the people that will be in the next generation of this, such as, you know, Kristen Harris and Mickey Daniels and Andy Hedges. Uh-huh. Um, but initially, I, I went to Peter Rowan because they did High Lonesome Cowboy together and were nominated for a Grammy. So he was the first person that we interviewed. And um, it, it just progressed from there. And, he, and then Don played at Jennifer Rogers, which is Will Rogers' great-great-granddaughter, at the barn there. So I interviewed her as well. So it's just been an organic process. Um, one thing leads to another. And it's no problem talking about Don because everybody knows him and loves him. Maybe. There's no dirt on Don, by the way. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, you all did a lot of hard work. I really appreciate that. It's really something that's kind of, I don't know how it, if I could have done that or, you know, talk to, have somebody talk about you. You know, I mean, I get a little uncomfortable here and there, but uh, that, that's really great. I really appreciate that a lot.
1: Well, and I and I was honored to be one of the folks that was interviewed, Don. And I got to tell you, I'm sure I can speak for all of us when we say there isn't anyone we'd rather we'd rather share about. And I'm sure everyone you've touched so many lives, and it's our opportunity to share our story of how you how you've touched us. And you know, we don't get to share that very much about the people that inspire us. And move us, unless we write memoirs and blogs and things like that. So, you know, um, it was an honor to have that chance to chat about the impact you've made in my life.
6: Well, that's wonderful. It's just (laughs) how you get to, you know, you get to kind of get to talk to people and you find out, you know, the people that love the music and things like that and the fans that, you know, that are always there for you and everything. It's just, you say you know, it wasn't about the monetary value of it. You know, it, it's it's the being you know in with the, these type of people that you might never have seen or before or or get to know personally. I mean, you know, you know, you just have a group of people that come and see you and everything, and you never get. Then you look, you know, like little stories and things people put on the internet. You know, it's just a very humbling experience to.
4: Mm-hmm. People
6: that just love the music and you know it's moved their life and somehow or another and I mean it's just just wonderful. That's why you do this, you know. Just about the time mm-hmm. you say, well, you know, nobody cares anymore, you know. So, but I find that's not true. So it's we'll keep on going until you just keel over, you know. Yeah. Like until Will, you're called knows, home, says, right? You know what do you want me to do? He says, you know, you want me to retire. You know, people say, why don't you retire, Willie? He says. What do you want me to do? Play golf? He says, I do that anyway. <laughs>
0: <You know? laughs> oh, goodness.
4: Oh.
0: Uh, well, there's a, there's a song. Now I listened to, I probably listened to an hour plus of, of Don's music yesterday. Oh, and, goodness. uh, and then I, then I still hadn't had enough. Uh, I went to bed last night listening to this song. And, um, and I'm not sure who who first did this. Don, this is a song called Man Walks Among Us.
6: Yeah, Marty Robbins wrote it.
0: Did Marty write this one? Yes. This is just, it's such a great song. And uh, as a matter of fact, I shared this with a friend that I just recently introduced Western music to. Uh, so that they could go to sleep listening to this last night. So uh, this is this is just a beautiful song, beautifully done. And uh, it's called Man Walks Among Us. And we're talking with Don Edwards and Katie Ryan and our co-host Bobby Jean Bell on the Campfire Cafe on Equestrian Legacy Radio heard around the world online at equestrianlegacy.net.
5: On the desert, a whirlwind is dancing around. I stop to survey all the beauty that's here when a shadow moves out across the ground. It's an eagle that circles above me. And he screams to his friends on the hill Stay close together Move not a feather Man walks among us Be still, be still Man walks among us Be still Everything hides but I see them I've spotted an old mother quail I look close and see God looking at me Through the eyes of a young cotton tail, I see a coyote sneaking As he crawls through the brush on the hill and the eagle screams down stay close
4: to the ground.
5: Man walks among us,
4: be still, be still.
5: Man walks among us, be still twenty feet high in the side of a cactus. I see a whole world. If mortals could choose If heaven should ask us Here's where I'd want To spend all of my days Soon we'll be gone All the desert Cities will cover each hill Today we'll just be fond memory man walks among us be still be still man walks among
0: Listen to that last night. That was just fantastic song. Fantastic well, song.
6: Say so myself. A beats watching the news.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> it's
0: Amen. Amen to that. Hey, you know the uh, the uh uh the last Saturday night at the old Ryman Auditorium where they held the Grand Ole Opry for so many years. Uh-huh marty robbins was the closing act that night and i was privileged enough to be there and then ran into him at the international house of pancakes about 30 or 40 minutes later so we were all thinking the same thing it's time for pancakes but uh just a neat guy did you ever get to uh, uh i'm sure you met marty and
6: yeah I, I did and i played uh played a couple of shows that you know festivals that he was the star of you know and Uh, We were kind of the local people, you know. uh,
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
6: But uh, I never got to know him, you know, like really personal, like I did with uh, Rex Allen and, I mean, even Gene Autry, you know, people like that, that, you know, you get to know on a personal basis, you know, and it's just uh, one of those things, I guess, you know, just, you just were in in the professional mode, you know, there and uh, just playing a job and you of course, you know, he's got jillions of fans, so you never really get to know them that well. But, right. Uh, I've always admired him. He's been a very big influence to me. And, and
0: Well, he was quite a writer and performer
6: and oh, uh, he was a master uh, ri- songwriter. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, anybody uh, that he, can write
6: that, you know, it turned out, you know, Bob Nolan that wrote Cool Water and Tumble and Dumbleweeds. Right. He recorded that song and uh Snuff Garrett the record producer uh he got Bob Nolan to uh you know Marty Marty wanted to come to the session that he was doing they were doing to call the sound of a pioneer uh uh-huh. and uh it was he brought Snuff brought Bob Nolan out of retirement and uh so Marty called up and says I want to come to the session and so he said, come on over, you know, and so he did, and Bob told Marty that he said, that man walks among us, he, he said, I've written a lot of songs myself, I mean, you know, Mr. Humble, you know, about the gigantic hits that he wrote, Right. and uh, he said, one of my very favorite songs is Man Walks Among Us, and he, uh, you know, he, he he was just, you know, because Mar- he was a hero to Marty, Marty yeah. always loved Bob Nolan. He was, you know, he was kind of his hero, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in music, in the music world. You know, it was just great stories, you know.
0: Great, great stories, great stories. Well, great songs. And uh, uh, when we close the show today, we're going to do another one of his that you do so beautifully, called "The Master's Call." But we're saving that. So, folks, mm. you're going to have to stick with us. <laughs> yeah, that's another classic
6: too, boy. Too. That is
0: a classic. So that's a little tease morning.
6: Name.
4: <laughs> uh, great! Song. I did write
6: Wesley yesterday from being a uh I was I was also a big fan of Tom Mix, the cowboy movie star. Yeah. And uh I wrote that song on Highway seventy nine out of Oracle Junction, Arizona. And every time oh. I'd go through there that part, you know, the uh, I'd I'd kinda dodge Phoenix by going that way. Yeah. Go to yeah. Florence. And uh I'd always stop at that little roadside park where Marty crashed his car and uh, I sit there and you know you just out in the middle of the desert and you know, just it was just fantastic. And that that's how I got the idea for that Westy Yesterday thing and so
0: Well that's a I great I kinda song. wrote
6: that song while I was sitting at that park.
0: That is a great song. That is a great song. Well Katie, what are you what are you wanting to accomplish with this? What is the story that you want to share?
3: Well, well, as you notice, just from listening to Don's music, um, that it's transforming to a lot of people. And even if they weren't into cowboy music or were not exposed to it, it it changes you in a way that's profound. And so, basically, by doing Don's story, it's just to kind of expose this genre to the rest of the world and and most people really love cowboys, the cowboy culture, and they may not realize that this music is still happening and that people live this way today. They continue <clears throat> to the ranchers do. So, we want to expose people to it. We want to preserve this music so that it carries on and and we're telling the story through Don's music and, and his ability to tell the stories through his music and also all the people that are on board with this. Um, it's, it's just been amazing. So yeah, it's to preserve it for sure. And, um, to make sure that the next generation, um, it doesn't die with that it, it continues. So that's the main thing, and also just to have a good time with this and allow people to enjoy this music.
0: Well, folks are looking forward to this this film. Uh, we did some posting yesterday on social media, and folks are just making comments like, "Yeah, you know, I got to see this. I can't wait to see this. I'm so looking forward to this." And uh, so a little bit later, we'll talk a little bit more how people might be in, engaged in uh, making this happen and what the time frame is on this. But there is another song that we want to get to. And, Don, this is one called The Habit. Is there a story about this song that you can share?
6: That was a guy, uh, Burton Braley from Arizona. He, uh, he wrote that. And uh, I I'd never, you know, he, he was probably long passed on you know uh Mm -hmm. when i when i when i ever heard it and uh i think it might have been carson robinson or somebody like that 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 actually that sang the song later on but uh it's one of those old songs and i kind of wrote a little chorus to it you know about being a wandering troubadour you know and it was kind of i kind of made it my own song kind of thing all
0: right well let's take a listen to the habit and we'll be right back to talk more with don and with katie on the campfire cafe
6: Thank you very much. Proud to be a part of the Santa Cruz Guitar Company family. And uh, thank you, Richard, and all you wonderful players, Eric, and everybody. And uh, Oh, there you go. Oh, pull the mid range out of that sucker.
5: I beat my way wherever any winds have blown Bummed along from Portland and down to San Antonio Sandy Hook to Frisco, over plains and hills Once you get the habit, you can't keep still I've been a lot of places
4: where I'd like to
5: stay Gets to feeling restless,
4: then I'm on my way
5: I ain't the kind for sitting on my own door sill Once you get the habit you can't keep still I ride wherever the wind blows drifting like a
6: tumbleweed
5: I'm just a wandering through the door Songin' my guitar is all I need I've been in Richmond's houses And I've been in jail And when it's time for leaving I'll just hit the trail I'm a human bird of passage And the songs I sing Once you get the habit You can't keep still Now the sun is sort of coaxing And the road is clear And the wind is singing ballads I've just got to hear Ain't no use to argue Once you feel the thrill Once you get the habit You can't keep still And I ride wherever the wind blows I'm drifting like a tumbleweed I'm just a wandering troubadour A song and my guitar is all I need Just a wandering troubadour A song in my guitar is all I need
6: Thank you very much.
4: That's the <laughs> habit. Was that
0: was that done at the Santa Cruz Cowboy Festival?
6: I don't know. Yeah, I think so. It probably was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think that that would be probably where that came from.
0: Yeah. Don or i the, mean i've, I've the, done
6: several versions of it, you know over the years, you know, and i but i, I always used to sing it's kind of like a little theme song, you know
0: yeah yeah are the are the are the gatherings growing it seems like they're that they seem to be be more of those
6: well there has been there was a uh, I, I don't know if they've peaked the you know big as they' going to get, but uh it it the other the ones that are doing well like Elko and places like that have are uh, rich egos gathering and
4: mm-hmm. uh,
6: we're still seeing great crowds you know and it's really good.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, well, it seems to me that more and more people are becoming aware of the Western music and and becoming more popular. It's uh it's really interesting. I was listening to uh, WSM six fifty the Bill Cody Show. You 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 know Bill Cody. Uh-huh does the coffee country and Cody and he was on vacation I think I think Cody takes a lot of vacations but uh he had a guest host that was on and uh so he'd been out to Montana and uh he said we're gonna play a song that's it's a western song and uh, he said I didn't know what to expect when I first heard western and then Charlie Matow who is the producer for that show uh said you know i didn't know what to expect when you brought this in for us to listen to but it was a song by the sons of the san joaquin and they just absolutely loved it you know it's like okay here's the home of the grand Ole opry radio station and now we're listening to western music again and and loving this stuff so uh i think it's becoming much more popular and of course in europe it's wildly popular Uh, oh
6: yeah they uh they have a great way of retaining things, though. I mean, you know, they, they discover something like, you know, like, say, in Western music. So, you know, but uh, my experiences in the times I've been there is they're very knowledgeable of music, you know. And uh, they uh, they love the Western music and that cowboy image kind of thing, you know, and everything. And uh, uh, so it's it's still pretty strong, you know, throughout Europe. You know, yeah. and still to this day, you know, yeah. and you know, usually it just goes by the wayside, you know, as being a fad or something like that. But it isn't. It's got, the, I mean, that just the history and the, the, the greatness of most of these songs is just, uh, just pretty amazing. It is to me, you know, and uh, I think, like I say, a lot of other people like it too. So, as long as I think these gatherings to keep on going, I think that uh, that'll survive, you know. But I'm looking to see younger people do this, and it seems that. To me, uh, people like Christian and, and uh, some of these new, younger people coming in,
4: mm-hmm.
6: I, I just think that's wonderful, you know. And I think the girls are kind of ahead of the guys there. They're, they're, they're writing great music and they're preserving music as well. Because that's yeah. what, you know, everybody says, well, I only do my own stuff. Well, that's fine, you know. But it's hard to explain that you need to know where you come from before you know where you're going.
4: Mm-hmm. And so
6: mm-hmm. you know it's Well, there, there's not as many that members, know about the we, history. They've just heard the song. Right. Right.
1: And I think the audience members we we need to hear some of some of the great traditional classic songs as well as you know somebody that's writing all of their own music. That's that's great, but unless there like a Dave Steamy. I mean, I I just think you have to have a nice mixture of original and oh absolutely and, uh, yeah.
6: Because I, I tell some of the younger ones you know and that that uh, have written some you know some great music. Brent Hill is one of them. He, he's telling yeah, his story, yeah. and Red Steagle and I both have told him to, you know you know write the write those songs you're writing. Don't change anything at all, but don't forget where it come from the older music you know it doesn't hurt to throw something in like riding old paint or something you know right. I said, uh i said to him one time and uh i don't know where we were someplace out in california and uh he uh has written these great songs and i always tell him that and his guitar playing's come a long ways and i mean he's just a wonderful guy mm. and uh i said you know i said now your hero is ian tyson you know and because he's always talking about Ian, you know, and everything. And right. So, uh, it, which, you know, I totally agree. I mean, that's where the song Will James came from. You know, I just I had to record that. <laughs> you know, it was
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. such a
6: fabulous <laughs> song. But I said, now, look, just all you got to do, just observe what Ian does. And what he does in any show, no matter what it is, no matter how many songs he's written, he always has room for one of the classics or one of the old songs and right. uh he, he inevitably does this i mean it's just the it's the process of a folk singer you know mm-hmm. and so uh you got to get him off the say well maybe i'll have a hit record you know forget about it <laughs> you know <laughs> it ain't gonna happen <laughs> you know and so you got to accept the what what it is you know and the there's uh there's so many y- young ones that are coming up that, that just all they need is just a little guidance, you know, and, and, uh, to, to keep it alive, keep it going, you know, that it's actually legitimate, valuable music, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kristen was, uh, I mentioned Kristen was at uh, our rendezvous this past week and, uh, I said goodbye to her and her dad, Mike on Monday morning. And she went from there right to Nashville and she played with the time jumpers that night. And, um, uh, <laughs> She and, is and That's a busy girl. She is. It was like you she know. I was fabulous. like
6: fabulous. I love like, it. I just yeah. I, think it's I don't
0: know how she has the energy she does, but anyway, she played and it was videoed and it was uh, yes. it was shared around. Yeah, and the folks there. I mean, I've seen several artists that have stopped in to play with them, but she had as as much applause and and or more than most of the folks that you know. They just loved it. They just loved it oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so they don't know what they're missing if they're not getting a good dose of of western music and and uh and these performers that are out there to do this. Um Yeah, they're doing Katie, it because of
6: love of the music. Yeah.
0: They do it because mm-hmm. they love it. And yeah. uh yeah. Yeah, what a concept. Yeah. yeah, what a concept. yeah. Do, do what you love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Katie, when how can people get in touch to participate in uh, in Coyote the Don Edwards story.
1: Okay,
3: um, well actually we have a website, um, and it's called CoyoteDon dot Okay, and we have a face- we have a Facebook page too that is just the Don Edwards documentary Facebook page. Um, so you know that's how we'll keep updated because. It looks as though, because we're in editing right now, and of course that always takes longer than you think. It's show business. Right. Um, That we're hoping that we're going to have a rough cut by this fall. Um, But I'm going to keep everybody up to date as soon as I know more. Um, And, you know, there will probably be a premiere as well. Um, And we're hoping it's going to be in Texas. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, how
0: appropriate? Yeah. How. Yeah. Um.
3: So yeah, a lot of people have been asking, and um, I'm right there with them, going, "Okay, when's this going to be done?" <laughs> but <laughs> um, we're we're working on it for sure, um, and we're going to start to do, you know, like raise money for promotion next. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what's going on now. And we'll do that on Facebook. And so everybody will be in the loop for sure. But, yeah, you can just go to the Facebook page. Um, and, Bobby, you've been really great about um, promoting this too. And, um, Thank you. We'll keep doing it. <laughs> for sure. Everybody's waiting with bated breath for sure.
0: Well, they are. And, and so that website is Coyote Don dot com, so mm-hmm. check that out and visit the Facebook page as well. And Don Edwards dot com is Don's website, and uh, and you can go there and, and get his music. And I guess Don, they can get it, uh, you know, almost everywhere that you get music, can't they? Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, I mean, you you'll, you'll be like me. You'll do a Don marathon. Don Edwards Marathon and then go to bed listening to it. You just won't get enough of Don <laughs> yeah. Edwards. And,
4: uh, well, and you'll never you. go to work. <laughs> well,
0: you know, you can listen to and from, too, so, you know, it's, it's great that's to carry right. with you. But, uh, uh, Katie, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing this information about your book and about your uh, equine therapy program and especially about Coyote the Don Edwards story, and Don Edwards, I always love talking with you. One of these days, we're actually going to meet, and I'm sure looking forward to doing that and uh, and meeting your lovely wife Kathy. She is uh, she's such a such a sweet person, and um, uh, we'll have to get our Australian shepherds together. I'll bring Britches, and you can bring your two, and we'll just have a big time.
6: Well, fantastic, yeah. On that, so, all right. We're going to
0: close out this segment uh, with, as I promised, the master's call. This is another great song by Don and uh, and written by Marty Robbins. And uh, again, Don, thank you so much for being with us. And Katie, thank you as well.
6: Well, thank you, thank, thank you, Katie. Thank you. really Appreciate your all your work and everything. And uh, I'll just do whatever it takes. You know, keep things thank going. Thank you, Don. <laughs> it's our Thank pleasure. You. Thank you
0: so much. All right. So, this Thank is you the Master's We really s- appreciate you taking
6: the time to play our music and tell the stories and everything. We really appreciate it.
0: Well, we love you guys, love the music and the folks that are involved in this, and look forward to having you back. And uh, we're going to listen to the Master's Call. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Miss Bobby Jean Bell on the Campfire Cafe. Thanks, guys.
6: Thank you. Uh,
5: Lightning rolled in hoops and circles and raining sheets was coming down Thunder rattled through the gulches as the hoofbeats shook the ground And Cowhands rode, held for leather begging God for the break of day A stampede beat the best camp meeting when it come to getting men to pray I was but a young man I was wild and full of fire A youth within my teens and full of challenge and desire Ran away from home and left my mother and my dad Grieved them so to think that their only boy was bad I fell in with an outlaw band, the names are known quite well How many times we robbed and plundered I could never tell This kind of sinful living will lead only to a fall I learned that much and more the night I heard my master call One night we rustled cattle, a thousand head or so Started them out on the trail that leads to Mexico Another started blowing, lightning flashed about I thought someone was calling me, I thought I heard a shout And at that moment, lightning struck not twenty yards from me And left there was a giant cross where once there was a tree This time I knew I'd heard a voice, a voice so sweet and plain A voice that came from everywhere, a voice that called my name So frightened I was thinking of the sinful deeds I'd done I'd failed to see the thousand head of cattle start to run The cattle all stampeded And were running all around My pony ran but stumbled And he threw me to the ground I felt the end was nearing, That death would be the price When a mighty bolt of lightning Showed the face of Jesus Christ I cried, oh Lord, forgive me don't let it happen now I want to live for you alone In God these words I vow My wicked life unfolded And I thought of wasted years As another bolt of lightning Killed a hundred head of steers The others rushed on by me But I was left to live For the master had a reason Life was his to take or give A miracle performed that night, I wasn't meant to die. The dead ones formed a barricade, least six or seven high. And right behind it there was I, afraid but safe and sound. I cried and begged for mercy, kneeling there upon the ground. A pardon I was granted. My sinful soul set free. No more to fear the angry waves upon life's stormy sea. Forgiven by the love of God, a love that will remain. I gave my life and soul the night the Savior called my name. I gave my life and soul the night the Savior called my name.
0: this has just been a real treasure of a show, I think.
1: A real treat for me, absolutely. Two of my favorite people, and so delightful to have them both on together and be able to hear about this, making of this documentary. It's just really special.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And uh, as, uh, as our friend R.W. Hampton says, don't tell me the West is dead and gone. It's not and uh there are still cowboys and there's still people that are carrying on the tradition of great western music and great storytellers and so we appreciate folks like that but uh don edwards is i think a true american treasure and uh so it's it's so fitting that uh, this documentary about don is being made and we appreciate both katie and lee for doing this and the work that they're putting into it. it's a three-year labor of love it looks like so
4: mm-hmm.
0: we anyway, look forward to seeing that so if you want to find out more about the movie coyote don.com and to pick up don edwards music visit don edwards or purchase it anywhere that music is sold and uh and such a fun show today well we've got another one coming up next week who is with us we do
1: uh, Carolyn Sills of the Carolyn Sills Combo, a really wonderful kind of Western swing group out of Northern California, and they just performed at the Santa Clarita Cowboy Festival. And in fact, they did a show with Don, one of the uh, one of the uh, ticketed events uh, just this past April. So, uh, looking forward to chatting with Carolyn, and uh, right. and everybody else is to be announced.
0: Well, and then we have uh, We were a little bit out of whack Last week because I was up At Rendezvous 2016 It was a great event to raise money For the Funerals Murphy Foundation To help kids with brittle bone disease And we had such a Such an all-star lineup of folks And I just want to thank these people Individually right now And uh, Michael Martin Murphy was with us The girls next door Actually did a reunion concert They had not performed Uh, together uh, uh, since 1991 and they just rocked it they knocked the socks off out of people Uh, belinda gale was with us Kristen harris eli barcy dale shields mary ann kennedy templeton thompson williamson branch stephanie lane the sawdust brothers mike and doris Merritt, sam gay danny berry and roger mills and an outstanding young talent gareth was with us, and it was just a tremendous uh, weekend, and people loved the music and the shows, and I can never thank these people enough for being with us to help raise money for this great cause, so um, uh, we'll do it again. Visit our website, and we'll be announcing information about Rendezvous 2017 on equestrianlegacy.net, and uh, you can also visit the Facebook page for Rendezvous. It's Equestrian Legacy Radio's Rendezvous 2017. So we'll keep folks updated there as well as our Equestrian Legacy Radio Facebook page. So go like both of those and uh, and follow along with what's going on and the guests that are coming up uh, on future shows. Bless the Trails with Belinda Gale is at nine o'clock on Sunday morning, and of course we'll be back here at noon Central another ish another edition of the campfire cafe and saddle up america and um did i mention that jim mcgarvey will be with us next week
1: i think you I did yeah don't.
0: yeah yeah so anyway we're going to have another fun show uh, and kind of get caught up a little bit from being out of pocket last week we had no uh, service to be able to do the show live We actually were going to do the show live From up there with all these great performers That we had but we didn't make that So um, anyway Great show today always Fun to have Bobby with us And uh, you always have a great Closing thought Do you have one you'd uh-huh. like to share
1: I have two really short ones and they're Actually used by Katie in her Book Horse Wisdom Alchemy um, They had up a couple chapters So I know we're short on time Nathaniel Hawthorne, this is a quote of his, I heard a nay, oh, such a brisk and melodious nay it was. My heart leapt with the sound. And from Walt Disney, all our dreams come true if we have the courage to pursue them.
0: Oh, I like that one. I like that one.
1: (laughs) Horses and dreams, what could be a better combination? Couldn't
0: be much better. Couldn't be much better. I want to thank again our sponsors for the Campfire Cafe and Saddle Up America. It's all made possible by our sponsors in the General Store, where you'll find everything for the horse lover and folks that love the equestrian and western lifestyle, and by our Legacy Select horse campgrounds and guest ranches for the finest riding destinations in North America. Visit those fine folks at the Legacy Select horse campgrounds and guest ranches and by our sponsors with our our select equestrian properties. So if you're looking for a new home on the range, be sure and visit those folks and you'll find all of those sponsors on our website at equestrianlegacy.net. So Bobby, it's time to wrap things up. And we remind folks as always, if you're climbing the saddle, get ready for the ride with Equestrian Legacy Radio heard around the world online at equestrianlegacy.net. And we'll close out today with another great song by Don Edwards called When I Was a Cowboy. Thank you for listening to Equestrian Legacy Radio.
5: Cowboy out on the stormy plain. When I was a cowboy out on the stormy plain, the only hell that I ever raised, he's a pullin on my bridle rein. yuppie, yuppie, yay. Out on the cow trail, the dusty billows rise. Out on the cow trail, the dusty billows rise. We're fifty miles from water. The grass is scorched and dry. Komataya, yuki Well, I've been
4: where
5: the lightning tangled in my eyes. I've been where the lightning tangled in my eyes. I heard the trail boss holler, hope you ain't afraid to die. Oh, Mattia, you become Mattia, yicky yay Fallin, chill down to the bone. There's a cold rain a fallin', chill down to the bone. The devil rode the nightmare, you ought to hear him moan Komata oh, you yuppie, komata
4: ya
5: well I work for wages, boy, to get my pay and gold. It's Well, I work for wages, boys I get my pay and go I'm bound to follow the longhorn cows Until I am too old Go, matai you go, yucky, ya So come all you cowboys Don't you want to go Come all you cowboys And don't you want to go just a-whooping up the
4: cattle
5: Out in the heat and cold koma ya yuki koma ya yuki ya